People often ask me where to buy yerba mate and recommendations, and I'd suggest going to supporting a local store or a small business if possible. However, if you're living somewhere where you can't, like I once was, and they or they just don't offer the yerba that you want, check out Pampa Direct. They have the largest supply of yerba mate that, that I've seen, and I've learned and tried so many from them before that I've, I've never seen anywhere else. But not only yerba, they also have dulce de leche, alfajores, shirts like jerseys, games and snacks like chocolinas, which is one of my wife's favorite cookies. And I found some really great recommendations on there for, for beginners, such as Don Eregi, which is something I, I learned about uh, by just trying different stuff there. And also some of my personal favorites, which is Pipore and Aguantadora Despalada. Uh, they have great customer service that speaks English, and in fact, they shipped me another package of yerba for free after they had mixed up one of my orders. And they always include like little, you know, extras, like little candies and stuff, which is really nice. And they ship anywhere in the world, and they offer free shipping here in the U.S. with an order of $50 or more. Uh, that may change depending on your country. And as a sponsor of the show, they offer 10% off on your first order with the code POWER. Go to yerbamatepower.com slash pampa to place an order. Again, that's yerbamatepower.com slash pampa. P-A-M-P-A. Pampa. Thanks. Welcome to the Yerba Power Podcast, where we share the power of Yerba Mate with the world. Introducing your host, Devin. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Yerba Power Podcast. My name is Devin. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Everybody's welcome here into the circle. Uh, this is where you, the way you share your mate. It's in community, so I'm glad you're here. Thank you for joining me. And if you've not listened to us before, normally I do interviews with other people, um, and that's kind of to help learn as a community, but it also allows other people to share their stories. But this one episode, I'm going to share my story. And it actually is something that I've not talked about before and kind of that it's come up recently. This gives me a, an opportunity because as I'm recording this, this is September 19th. Um, it's Hispanic Heritage Month, which, you know, not to get into politics or anything about that, but that my wife is from Argentina. And now that my children, which we are raising bilingual, uh, that we speak Spanish to them in the house, uh, their heritage is Hispanic, and I want to embrace that through them and teach them about their Hispanic heritage through their mom, through their that side of their family, um, and it's important to us. And so, with that being said, I'm going to talk about Bolivia and how that is a different than Argentina and the yerba mate culture there, and also the travel and trip that we took with our family to Bolivia and some of the things that I found out about there and Yerba Mate scene and kind of how that is. So if just for reference, I did two episodes, uh, episode 14 and 15 with my brother-in-law who is living in Cochabamba, Bolivia. Um, 14 is in English, 15 is in Spanish, just FYI. We were down there in Bolivia. Uh, the first time I went with just my wife for the kids was you know, over 10 years ago. Um, and then we recently went last November, so almost a year ago, um, to Bolivia to visit her family because um, 
you guys don't know this, but now you do, or now I'm telling you, is that she was born in Cochabamba, Bolivia, but grew up in Argentina, in Tucumán. And there's there's some things that, you know, without sharing, you know, all of her story, but there's some a lot of differences there and culturally and things and that I'll briefly talk about, but Mate in uh, Bolivia is different than in the sense of when someone says mate in Bolivia, that's really referring kind of to tea in general or a mixture, a tea blend, I guess you could say. And my brother, my, my brother-in-law talked about this in, in one of the episodes, but just to dive a little bit deeper. So people are familiar with tea culture there. Um, coffee's not really that big. It's tea so that they blend for the coca leaf. And just, you know, without going too far down the rabbit hole there, but the coca leaf is grown in Bolivia. Yes, it's the same leaf that's used to make cocaine, but that's after it's been processed with so many poisons and everything else that the leaf itself grows naturally and legally there. And people actually chew that leaf because it helps with altitude sickness um, and other kind of stimulants that are similar to, I guess, like tobacco. And... People make a mate de coca, which means basically a coca leaf tea. I've actually drink it, drunk it. Um, doesn't, you know, make you hallucinate or anything. Um, it just helps with altitude sickness. It's crushed up in a little tea, tea packet or tea bag. And there's also mate de, you know, whatever. So basically like mate de manzanilla, which is like a, uh, I forgot what manzanilla is like. Um, oh, shoot. Uh it's like the tea you take for bed, like chamomile, I think it is. Yeah, chamomile. Um, and so different blends of tea like that, you know, mate de canelo, so cinnamon tea, basically. So when we th- they talk about mate in Bolivia, that's what they're talking about, not yerba mate. However, now with um, the economic situation in Argentina, people are, are selling more Argentine products in Bolivia, yerba mate being one of those. And there's a shop that I found in Cochabamba, Bolivia, called Terere Shop. And, of course, they sell a lot of Terere, meaning different blends of the yerba mate that is better suited for uh, cold water, because that's usually the way, or that's the way you prepare Terere with, like, either juices or cold water, uh, mint. They did have some other blends. In fact, they had, uh, Bolivia is now apparently producing its own yerba mate. They had a, one of their famous tea um, makers in Bolivia is Windsor. They apparently made their own blend. Uh, one that I got, I've tried. I'm not sure where they got the yerba mate leaves because they typically don't grow in Bolivia. As far as I know, um, the actual yerba mate isn't processed or grown there. However, there is Amazon region in up in the north that connects with uh, Brazil. But as far as I know, yerba mate is not actually grown in Bolivia. So Bolivia, you know, is important to us and side story when we were in Bolivia, I actually did a um, fundraiser in the U.S. I ran, say I ran 35 miles for my 35th birthday to raise funds and awareness for sexual trafficking and uh, sexual violence, uh, specifically in Bolivia with an organization called Breeze of Hope um, in English or Una Brisa de Esperanza is located there in Cochabamba, Bolivia. I'll tag more and put notes in here just because I want to, I want to use this space to also talk about that. And that's something that I've not shared that story a lot with you guys, but it's important to me 
and something that I do through running and yerba mate and all that is connected to me. Although maybe sometimes I don't share all those dots, but to me, the yerba mate gives me the energy to run and clarity and mentality. Um, and I want to use that connected with my Spanish, connected with my running, connected all of that to kind of build this bigger community in the world and help those in need. So <laughs> off to that side tangent of the culture in Bolivia is, is definitely different. It's more, you know, dare I say indigenous, um, and the food is different, um, just, just different lifestyle. So Yerba Mate is not as, I guess, well known. However, it existed there. And so I was able to uh, see that at the Terere shop, which is just one of the places. I know there's a couple other accounts that I do follow um, that I'll have to tag in here as well that I know some people there in Bolivia that uh, post about Yerba Mate. So shout out to Mis Bolivianos ahí. Um, and I guess kind of why I wanted to talk about Bolivia is because it's its culture is so rich, its food is so rich, and I don't think it gets a lot of shine or a lot of light. So I kind of want to give this space as well to kind of magnify it and help people to see it. And oftentimes it can get kind of a, a bad rap because of, you know, current government and also, um, I guess, just historically has been a, a poverty nation, although having the wealth of the minerals and resources that they are there is is kind of ironic that it has you know like lithium gold silver all these rich resources are literally in the soil um and yet can still be a, a poor country however a lot of those things have changed recently i was very surprised when we went back there to visit after 10 years and how much different it, how different the landscape and everything has changed i kind of wanted to share a little bit of my my travels, my stories there. There's a um, Cochabamba, if you don't know, is in the middle of Bolivia. It is, um, I think, about a mile high in altitude. I'll have to fact check that. Um, it's called the center city of eternal spring because the weather, it's kind of in a valley. And the weather stays actually kind of pretty spring-like most of the year. Uh, it doesn't get very hot. Uh, the sun, of course, um, is very, because you're higher up, the sun can be pretty strong. But it doesn't get as, as hot as it, it does, at least here in the South, the U.S., um, in Tennessee, where I'm at. And also doesn't get as cold, even though it's in the mountains, I guess, because it's kind of protected by those surrounding mountains, um, which is drastically different from La Paz. So I'm also, I guess, touching on Bolivia because uh, Argentina played Bolivia in the recent, um, like, Comebol, which is the federation of soccer for qualifying for uh, the world cup and they played in la paz which is over two miles high the highest capital city in the world it's it's really no joke it's ridiculous how how much of a difference that is when you get there when you land there and you literally are are going up the entire time in the airplane and like land basically on top of the roof of the world essentially um and it's it's hard to breathe it's hard to to walk and digest food, or at least it was for me. I didn't get like the altitude sickness where you like pass out or headaches and that kind of stuff, but definitely noticed it was really hard to digest food and, and just breathe in general. Um, it's it's very fascinating to see as far as a place, a landscape, which they have these cable cars now that run throughout the system, uh, throughout the, the city to get people from 
different parts of kind of essentially the mountain community. Um, and it's just, just really interesting place that I hope people can visit Bolivia in general. But, um, if you get a chance to go to Cochabamba or La Paz, it'd be, especially Cochabamba, I'd, I'd be honored to, um, tell you more about it. And all that to say is that I think with Yerba Mate, it can apply to any culture, any language and travel and all that stuff like Yerba Mate travels, I travel. It's kind of like this beautiful analogy of, you know, getting out there and exploring and, you know, this whole podcast, my account wouldn't exist if I hadn't made my first exploration kind of into South America. Also meeting my wife, learning the Spanish language, all those things kind of, to me, have some kind of deeper meaning of like just kind of exploring and finding things new and, and all the opportunities and open doors and stuff brings you when you, when you kind of just get outside of your comfort zone. So you guys that are listening to this, you're probably experienced something similar with your mate of kind of getting out of your comfort zone and all those kind of cool things that have has brought you with that. And if this is your first time listening and you're just getting, trying your mate or exploring it or whatever, I'm glad you're here. Keep exploring. There's so many great things, so many great people um, in this community here on Instagram or uh, YouTube and whatever that I've found. Uh, all these awesome people that I've been able to meet and interview and have on the podcast. And I'm just glad that you guys can be along with me and sharing those experiences with me. So if you have any questions about Bolivia or any questions at all about Yerba Mate, you can always send me a message at Yerba Mate Power on Instagram. And I'm happy to, you know, message you there. Um, also, if you want to check out YouTube, I've been posting more YouTube videos lately um, because I realize there's not really a lot of information or stuff out there about it, especially on YouTube. Um, there'll be like a couple random videos talking about it. There's a couple big name accounts, Circle of Drink, Yerba Mate Lab, that are really doing a lot of things. But other than that, there's really not much out there. Um, a couple things with like, you know, how to drink it. And my buddy Yerba Travels and I are, are kind of kind of hitting the uh, pavement there and, and exploring more. And we recently did a um, interview, or he interviewed me rather, Jeff at Yerba Travels interviewed me about my adventure in Spain, where I did El Camino de Santiago or St. James Way. Uh, if you haven't checked that out on YouTube, it's uh, Yerba Mate Travels. You can find it there. I think it's Adventures in Spain or something. It's in his podcast that he has on YouTube. Uh, and so I also kind of wanted to share a little bit more about my travels and things through this avenue and how that and Yerba Mate are connected. And I hope you enjoyed this. I know this is kind of short. Um, maybe I'll expound up more upon this because I do want to talk about travel, but I don't want to, I guess, side step too much on learning about Yerba Mate. So I'd love some feedback on this. Um, subscribe and follow this so you don't miss out if you haven't already. Um, send me you know, a message on Instagram. I'd love to hear more about you guys or what, what's going on. And I guess all in all to say that get out there, explore. There's this one quote that I learned when I was kind of backpacking in Costa Rica, went over to Panama. I saw this quote written 
and it's really resonated with me. And this was, you know, 12, maybe 15 years ago. Is In Spanish it says, Ningún viaje es largo si encuentras lo que buscas. And in English that is basically, no journey is too long if you find what you're looking for. So go out there, go on a journey, explore. See you guys next time. Love you all. Take care. Drink mate until. 